What a great joy to be together, and we are in a series called Reset. We want these to be a, a time, a season of revival, renewal, regeneration, resetting our lives. Just like when a fuse goes out in your fuse box, you go out and you reset the fuse in order to get the power to flow. And we'd like the power of God to be flowing in this church, to be flowing in our community, to be flowing in your home, your household, and in your heart. So let's push the reset button. Today we're talking about renewing our mind, and we're coming to a scripture that Paul writes to us. Remember, the author is Paul. We're going to talk about that in this message. He says that we should be ready to renew our mind, not to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed. And how does transformation take place? By the renewing of our mind. By discerning, understanding the will of God and moving our mind from the patterns of this world to the will of God or the word of God. You are the person that you are today because of the thoughts that you've been thinking. You literally can change the direction of your life by renewing your mind, resetting. And that's something you can do consciously with the help of God. Paul says to us in Colossians, set your mind. It's something you can do. Set your mind and keep it focused habitually. We develop habits that will focus our mind into the good, the pure, and the positive. Think about the things that are above. Think about heavenly things. Things that have to do with the kingdom of God, not the things of this world, not the things that are here below. So let's talk today about how to renew our mind. If you have a Bible, you can open it up to Romans chapter 12, and here's what we learn. We learn in this passage of Scripture how to reset our mind, how to renew our mind. And the first thing we learn, it's not about our thinking, it's about what's going on in our body. Verse 1, before Paul ever gets to the mind, he talks about the body because there is a correlation between the feelings you have in your body and the thoughts that you are thinking. And the first thing he says to us of first importance is that we learn how to surrender our feelings. He talks to us about presenting our bodies as living sacrifices. This, he says, is your spiritual worship. Your body is filled with feelings. The Bible calls our body our flesh, and your flesh has feelings. And before we can renew our mind, we have to address our flesh and surrender the feelings that our flesh may have so that we can unblock the renewal of our mind. This is so important. It's not just about thinking a new thought. We need to surrender our feelings. A lot of people have a, a feeling to go to church. Hey, I'd like to go to church. I, I, I think I should go this weekend. But then their feelings come up and go, oh, maybe not today. I don't feel like it. People have a thought to have daily devos, their daily quiet time where they open up the Word of God, where they take a quiet time of meditation, a quiet time of prayer. But then that time of the day rolls around and they go, oh, I don't feel like it. 
A lot of people would like to join a serve team in a, in a church, in a community, make the world a better place by serving. And they sign up, but they don't show up. Because when the time for service rolls around, they just don't feel like it. And Paul addresses that. You've got to be ready to sacrifice, to burn those feelings up. That's a vivid, a vivid picture. Surrendering those feelings so that you will be able to renew your mind. Uh, let me relate it to athlete, athletics, and maybe you exercise. I hope you do. I try to run 5K a day, and there are many times I get up early in the morning to do that, and my body says, I don't feel like going. So what do I say? I have to talk to my body, and I have to tell my body, body, you are not the boss of me. And you've got to say that to your body. Body, you are not the boss of me. I'm going to surrender those feelings so that I can accomplish a greater good. Paul calls this a spiritual act of worship. Do you know that worship is called a sacrifice? There are times we don't feel like going to worship, but we go anyway. There can be times that we can be in church and go, I don't feel like it, or it's just not my music, or the lyrics aren't my kind of lyrics. But we surrender ourselves, we sacrifice those feelings, and we enter into worship. And what I find is that feelings of pure, positive, God-filled will will be part of our experience. In fact, Paul says that. He says, your sacrifice will be acceptable, spiritual worship. You won't be conformed to this world any longer. The second thing he does is he calls us to discern what God's will is. Once we have surrendered our flesh, <laughs> let that go, then we need to discern what the will of God is. In this verse, it says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. The world has a will for your life, and the Word has a will for your life. And this verse calls us to discern which of them has our attention. To discern the will of God is to discern what God's Word says. That's why you have to be a regular reader of God's Word, a student of God's Word, listening to teaching from God's Word, because God's Word is God's will. And we need to recognize what God's will is so that if our feelings aren't lining up with God's Word or God's will, which one wins? Well, we say to our, our body, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to live the will of God. When we make that choice, we start to be renewed. In fact, during this month, we're encouraging the family of hope. And if you're a part of this message, we're encouraging you to read through the Gospels this month. Why? Because as we read the Word of God, we discern the will of God. And when we find the life of Jesus in the Gospels, explaining to us what God wants us to do. And if we're not lined up with how Jesus is living, we sacrifice. We let our feelings go so that we can move into God's will because God's will is, is good and it's acceptable and it's perfect. It's the best life that you can live if you will surrender, discern God's will, and then decide that you are going to be a person that is transformed. You're not going to stay the way you are. All of us should just today know we're not what we used to be, but we're not what we're going to be. Thank God. 
And he calls us not to be conformed to this world, to understand the will of the world and understand the will of the word and decide to live the will of the word to be transformed by the renewal of our mind, to think the way God is calling us to. And it will transform us. And Paul is calling us to do that. And here's how you can tell if you are renewing your mind. It will recalibrate your relationships. At the core of a renewed mind is the increased quality of relationships. We found that in the study of Peter last week. Peter's relationship with Christ was restored because he thought new thoughts. He began to think the thoughts that Jesus had for him. And Paul calls us to think new thoughts and it will change the way we relate to others. We just looked at verse 1 and verse 2. Well, verse 3 says that when you understand the grace of God and you understand the faith that comes from God, you will not think of yourself more highly. You will have a humility in your relationships. You will be a learner because it's all God. Paul says, I've been given a grace, and grace is something that we don't earn or deserve. He understood God gave him grace. He understands that all of us are given a measure of faith. That's a gift from God, a gift from God. Faith comes from God. Grace comes from God. And we understand that it's his work. So who gets the credit? He does. In relationships, it's not about me having my way, but me having his way. So I understand it's not the will of God for me to yell at my beloved. It's my will to be gracious and humble the way he is. And I live into the will of God. He then goes on in the next verse, verse 4, to talk about the community we live in called the body of Christ. He says, when you renew your mind, you understand you're all different but we make up one body. We live for a higher purpose. We live for the purpose of God exercising His will, His Spirit, His power through us. A renewed mind lives the will of God. And the will of God constantly calls our relationships to be better. And when you look at the life of Paul, as he was transformed, his relationships got better. The first relationship that we know that got better with Paul and with all of us, when our mind is renewed, our relationship with Jesus gets better. Paul began as Saul, and he not only disliked, he hated the followers of Jesus. He hated the name of Jesus. He went about and was part of murdering the first Christian follower, and he was part of that murder, and then he's on his way to Damascus. And he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and he doesn't even recognize him. He says, who are you, Lord? And Jesus speaks back to him and says, I'm Jesus. You're persecuting me. And Paul has a renewal. His mind resets. It takes him a long time. He goes into the desert of Arabia. Some renewals are quick and some are slow. But in the desert with his time of prayer and in God's word, he comes out and he thinks about Jesus in a completely different way. By the time he writes to the Philippians, he says, everything this world has to offer compared to Christ, it's a loss. Everything this world has to offer, he calls it rubbish. Another version calls it dung. Everything this world has to offer compared to Christ, it it amounts to nothing. He's had a complete renewal of the way he thinks about Jesus. Now, as you think about Jesus, 
Is your mind being renewed? And is your relationship, your appreciation, your love for, your dedication towards Jesus getting deeper and deeper and deeper? That's a renewed mind. If you're asking yourself, was my mind renewed last week? Ask yourself, is my relationship with Jesus deeper? Do I, do I say with Paul, everything else compared to Christ, it's, it's a loss, it's rubbish, it's dung. That's how you can tell that your relationship is growing because your mind is being renewed. Again, renewal recalibrates our relationships. It makes our relationships better. It changed the way that Paul thought about people he didn't like. When Paul appears before Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, he freely says, hey, I lived in the, in the strictest religious system that the Jews had. I was a Pharisee, a Pharisee of Pharisees. And because he was part of that mindset, he was part of a group of people that disdained Gentiles. In fact, when you hear the teaching and the stories of Jesus, you see that the Jewish people disdained the Samaritans and they were, they were half Jewish and half Gentile. But because of that, they were disdained. Gentiles even more disdained. Uh, Jewish people would call Gentiles dogs. They would call them unclean. In fact, there's an ancient Jewish prayer that says, God, thank you for not making me a Gentile. But as Paul is transformed, the people he didn't like becomes people that he loves. He says in his writings, I've become an apostle. He gives his life. He is shipwrecked. He is beaten. He's thrown into prison. Why? Because he now loves the people he used to not like. You need to know this, that Jesus loves the people you don't like. And there shouldn't be any group of people on the planet that you love less. Renewal of our mind causes us to love people we used to dislike. The Gentiles became Paul's family. And what the renewal of our mind does, it includes people in our lives. It brings in people that you used to look down on. It brings in groups of people. There is no us and them, there's only us. That's what a renewed mind does. A renewed mind says, hey, we're all in this. We are the body of Christ. When you come to Christ, Paul goes on to write, there isn't any Jew, there isn't any Gentile, there's not male, there's not female, there's not a categorization. We all come together. Why? Because a renewed mind brings relationships stronger. So Paul has a stronger relationship with Jesus as his mind is transformed. He has an incredible love for the Gentile people. And a friend that he had lost. As he lives his life and he practices the very principle that he teaches in Romans chapter 12 of constantly having your mind renewed. This is not a one-time event. This is a constant studying of God's word, opening your heart to the spirit of God and being renewed. Well, there was a young man that in Paul's early ministry, he got sideways with, he got angry with. When Paul first became a follower of Jesus, he was kind of persona non grata. Nobody would have much to do with him. 
Now Barnabas reached out, and Barnabas loved Paul, and Barnabas opened up doors, and Barnabas had a friend named John Mark. In fact, when Paul began his ministry, which was a missionary traveling around, he goes on what is called the first missionary journey. And guess who they take? They take John Mark with them. But somewhere, John Mark leaves. He abandons the mission. So Paul was heavily committed. Paul was laying down his life. But for some reason, John Mark says, this is not for me. His home is back in Jerusalem. He leaves Paul. He leaves Barnabas. And he says, I'm going home to mom. Now, Paul is not happy with that. In fact, in Acts 15, when Paul and Barnabas are getting together to go on, getting together to go on their second missionary trip, Barnabas says, hey, let's bring John Mark. And Paul says, no way. I'm sick of that guy. We're not bringing him. In fact, if he's going, I'm not going. And here's what happened. In John 15, Barnabas and Paul form two different teams. Barnabas doesn't go with Paul. In fact, if you ever hear the missionary team of Paul and Silas, that's because Paul got so angry at John Mark that he wouldn't take him on the journey. And Barnabas says, I still have a heart for John Mark. I know he blew it, but let's take him. And so John Mark and Barnabas go off, which actually in the plan of God spread the gospel even more. And Paul and Silas go off on their own thing. But you can just see there was a division. That relationship had gone bad. And when we have a relationship, a friendship that goes bad, by the renewing of our mind, we always keep our end of the bridge open. You can never have a good relationship with everyone, but you want to have your end of the bridge open. So if they ever come back, you welcome them. And that must have happened. Somewhere in Paul's life, there was a reconciliation. Why? Because a renewed mind recalibrates relationships. A renewed mind makes relationships deeper, stronger, and better. And so as Paul writes his last book, which is the book of 2 Timothy, and he's, this is the book where he says, I have fought a good fight and I've finished my course. He says, listen, I want to make sure that you, you get John Mark and I want you to bring him with you. Why? Because he is very useful to me. He is a blessing to me. So something happened as Paul lived his journey. It just shows you all these people in the Bible, they're not perfect. They had problems. They got sideways with people. They had moments of anger, moments that they didn't just do the best. But there's always a chance to renew your mind. And Paul's mind was renewed. In fact, John Mark becomes a friend. John Mark wrote a book we have in the Bible. It's called Mark. John Mark became a close uh, associate of Peter. He listened to Peter tell the stories of Jesus. And he writes those stories down in the Gospel of Mark. This relationship is renewed because Paul allows his mind to be renewed. So I just want you to pause. 
I want you to consider what possible resets need to be taking place in your life. Search your own soul. Are there feelings that you are holding that need to be sacrificed? You need to speak to your body and say, body, you are not the boss of me. I'm going to sacrifice those feelings because those feelings don't line up with the will of God. Those feelings don't line up with the word of God. And I'm going to let those feelings go. I'm going to surrender them. I'm going to sacrifice them so that I can then understand the will of God, the word of God. And I'm going to decide that I'm going to let my mind line up no matter what my feelings are with what God's word says. I want, I want to read the gospels this month and I hope you're reading them. In fact, we're just starting in our reading Mark, the guy we just were talking to, the guy that Paul got sideways with. We're starting that. And if you haven't read this last week, hey, just pick it up this week. Go on to the Facebook page for Church of Hope. There's a reading guide there. And just pick it up and read the story of this young man who probably made a mistake, probably wasn't tenacious enough, probably wasn't relentless enough. But did God give up on him? No way. Paul gave up on him, but God didn't. And then Paul, through the renewal of his mind, restored that relationship. So look in your own heart. Are there feelings that you need to sacrifice? Say, Lord, I'm giving these feelings to you. When it comes to worship, are you worshiping passionately? Or are you, oh, I just don't feel like it. We don't worship passionately because we feel like it. We just worship as our spiritual act of worship. That's what Paul says. And then open your heart to the will of God and to the word of God and to Jesus, who is the story, the book, the story is all about. And as we read the story of Jesus this month, I just pray you'll get closer and closer and closer to him. In fact, I encourage you in this moment to sacrifice any feelings you have that are between you and Jesus. Say, Lord, I give those to you. Any sins, any shame, let it go. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, fill the atmosphere of my home right now. Jesus, fill this place right now. Push the reset button. Flip the fuse and let the power of God flow into your life. And we pray right now in Jesus' name. As we turn away from our sin and our shame, we turn to receive Jesus. And Jesus, we open our hearts to you and our souls to you. And we pray that you will do a miracle in our lives. In Jesus' name. When you pray that kind of prayer, Jesus resets. And here's what you're going to find out. You're going to see Jesus in a whole new way. And as you see, as you see Jesus in a whole new way, your relationship with Jesus is not going to be religious. Paul went from being very religious, but very wrong. He went from being a legalist to being a minister of grace because his relationship with Jesus was growing. And as you become a strong, related follower of Jesus, you'll find you leave religion behind. You'll leave all that behind and you'll just be a minister of God's grace. Hey, let me encourage you to do this. If you're saying yes to Jesus, we would love to know it. And all you have to do is text the word yes to our text number. You just do that right now. We'll send you a free ebook to help you grow in your faith. 
The number is 941-260-1321. If you need special prayer, hey, we've got a team of people to pray with you and pray for you. If you've got a health situation, you've got a loved one, we are a church that believes in the power of prayer, and we would love for you to text the word prayer to the same number, 941-260-1321. I just bless you, and I'm so glad that we've spent this time together. I trust that your mind will continue to be renewed, that you'll sacrifice the things that need to be sacrificed, and you'll pick up the Word of God like never before and live into the will of God because it is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God, and your life will never be the same again. I bless you guys. Thank you for being a part and continue to join with us online. You also can come here in person. We have in-house services. Check out churchofhope.com. Thanks for your faithful giving that helps this ministry to stay strong. And God bless you. We love you so very much. We bless you in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, you are very blessed.